Stripe possession, uh, possession the mic mouse so I can get to my face. Now I'm saying, mate, because it's like to check out my man. I'm, I'm looking at the camera up there, right? And I'm like, all right, mate, but I'm actually looking at you doing there. So it's like, oh, I don't right. even know where to look, man. Do you know what I mean? So, what it is, mate, I uh, still out here in Spain in a pub. Uh, Paul is still after me and that, but like I was saying earlier, man, see, since the Queen died, I just don't feel like Britain feels like him anymore. You know what I mean? See, that's, that's how I moved out of Santa Ponza and opened right, up a, right. a, a Gaza bar. It's got, I called it. I called it Gaza. Uh, next, right next to Lanikers bar, uh, just up the road for Beckham's bar. See, see when Lizzie died, mate. See that time when I saw the Range Rovers off flying into fucking Balmoral. I was like, this is not a good sign. Now I'm saying, but this is not a good sign, man. And I remember my wee war godless or so watching it, right? And she's like, see the time when we're flying through Aberdeen, man, right? And all the tractors and that were lined up against the hedges, like bowing their fucking like the 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 tractor buckets and all that. My mom was like, that's the farmers bowing the fucking the queen, man. I was like, you know what? That's fucking here. That's class. We need them here for British farmers, right? And then I went down to see the price of milk, and I was like, you know what? See the dairy farmers, right? They can all get fucked. Sorry, can't remember. Stab him in the neck. Nah, listen, £1.63 for a litre of diesel, man. That's what I'm saying, man. The world's going to fuck my life. Anyway, anyway, episode What's that going to do with the daisy farmers? Daisy farmers, mate, are the ones that fucking fund this stuff, because what happens is the daisy farmers, mate, right, send their money illegally, man, right, through poppy farming and poppy farming, send their money illegally through the cocaine distribution of South uh, Columbia, through the Medellin cartel, right? And then the Medellin cartel are actually funded by a branch of the Russian government who control oil, man, who sell it to the Chinese, and they control everything, man, so it's all conspiracy, mate. Mate, Welcome to 242 episode of the Hashtag Show. Ho, ho. Hashtag Show uh, 242. Israel is at war with Hamas. Uh, Russia at war with Ukraine. Mal at war with his blood pressure. It's a difficult time to be alive, but we are here on the front line bringing you the uh, the big news. Uh, difficult day here in the uh, Gibson Derrick household, Mal. Uh, I am now into day four of the cold, and we woke up this morning to the news of a broken washing machine, Mal. It was, it's been a oh, difficult time. God bless you. Time. We had to go straight online and order a new one. Uh, you know, lured in, Mal, with the advertising, you know, of get your dishwasher, or your wash machine, sorry, in 24 hours. It's actually going to be uh, seven days. But, you know, it's, it's See all See your Mal. van. See with your yes. van, but you could just go up to a lot of scratch and dent place, <clears throat> get wow. a fucking wee bad boy in the van, fit it that night. <laughs> Here's the thing, I mean, Mal. You could even fit a wash machine. I can do it. It's dead easy. Well, I'll tell you this. I can't, but I know a woman who can. The missus. How? You can't fit a wash machine. Mate, you, you literally plug it in the us, and fucking screw a pipe in the back. Some of us are lovers. Uh, a mortise and tenon joint. Some of us are lovers. Underneath the dovetail. Other guys know how to fucking... The last one I got a missus, she knows how to plumb stuff. She plumbed it in the uh, wash machine before. You know how to plumb things. She knows <clears> how to plumb all things. You know what I mean, bro? Say the uh, more, champ. Sadly, mate, scratch and dent. Scratch and dent, it's just, it's just not the way you go, Mal. It's not the way you go, you know? It is, unless you're it's a fucking uh, Tory like you. Like, I'm not doing that. I'm well, not helping the poor. I would say that scratch and dent is the way you go if you're a, if you're a single man, a thrifty man, but there's a there's a young lady in the house, two women, you know, they need clean clays. You've got to make sure you get the good stuff. So we've, we've, we've had to buy a new wash machine. How, how does that work in a new dy- dynamic? Do two use half in for it? Or are you going, I'll get this doll, or she goes, I'll get this hun? What, did, what does a woman call? Guys call women dolls. What do, what do they, apart from arseholes, what do they call us? Back up. Son. What? Big papa. <laughs> Big dog. Cock muncher. Big dog, mate. Uh, Stunt provider. Ah, and he just howls, mate. Howls Golden nuts. 
Uh, we'll come on the Beckham documentary in a moment. Yes. But how, so how does it work in the day? Do you go like, you're all right, princess, you sit down, I'll get this for your Christmas. Or does she go like, you know what? I know you've had your eyes on a tumble dryer washing machine. I'm going to get that for your Christmas. How's the dynamic there? Well, I, I imagine that most women would know that if a, if a new appliance, a new white good is bought, that's their Christmas. I imagine most, all women or would know birthday, that. depending on where, what's when you're in the calendar year. Correct. Correct, Mal. If it's pre-birthday, uh, any white goods bought is birthday. And if it's post-birthday, or sorry, aye, whatever after, then you know it's Christmas. Um, it's an odd one. And I think stuff like that is very much dependent on the relationship and the couple. Some people will always be 50 50. Mm-hmm. Some people, teamwork, teamwork to make the dream work. Some people will always be the man pays for everything. And I think the best way of that is to be on a, a united front in the sense of, as we spoke about last episode, a united front wins always. In that, there'll be times in a month or over a course of a period of time or even in a year where you may have more money than your missus or she may have more money than you. For example, the perfect example is the relationship I'm in just now because I get paid fortnightly, the missus paid monthly. So there's diff- it's not like you're both getting paid at the same time and there's always money coming in. So when you're in that dynamic, I think it's best just to go, whatever needs paid, needs paid, and, and it balances itself out. I so think what is your answer there? You're just you're dancing around the fucking table, big guy. Sometimes some people pay for things and sometimes you, other people pay for other right. things. I think you're that's you're a cat man, you're a cat man, you're in that wee hop, your feet up. She's like, you just get near the podcast, I'll, I'll walk the fuck and I'll, then I'll buy all the stuff. I'll have the left this pub. And Since I hope it was finished, my, that way you, that way you'll send that is no poker money for a month because she's going to contribute. She's going to learn hard ways, Scott. You're, you're a man in the house, you've got to learn all the lessons. It's a... Uh, it's a, it's a difficult it's a difficult road to a uh, path to walk well you know listen listen uh, the fucking game's uh, over it's time to join the adult world that's what you tell her the, all I'll, your toys Christmas is over start chipping in or you're out see <laughs> <laughs> wait is that shit uh, Laura's when uh huh 12 exactly Still or she's out in the streets Scott you but, need to fucking toughen down <laughs> Yeah, I'll tell you a true story. We were laughing there about a couple of weeks ago when Laura says to her, wait, is Jane, you're going to be when you move out? And the way went 26 and two, the 26 and the two is are pissed and still laughing. Laura's like, you're out here at you. As soon as you hit the fucking legal, you're out. I, I will say this though, right? As the, the smalling situation is, ha- I imagine it's happened to every single adult now. I imagine if you're over the age of 25, you've experienced that, came down, the washing machine lights flashing, and it's fucked, right? Did you do all the usual try to Google it, fucking troubleshoot it? Or did I, you just go, we, oh, no, let's fling it out? No, we done it all. And then Laura's like, I actually saw it fucking do this last week and I just I just blanked it and didn't want to accept it and it's done another two washes since. Have but you know, got a kind of magician guy that kind of works the area, comes out and sorts these things, like a well, watch doctor for washing <clears> machines? Because <throat> I've got a guy a, doing this way. He took my washing machines back for the grave. I, uh, I actually looked at some two people online this morning because I says to the missus, I was like, should we call somebody out? The call-out charge for one was £110 and it was £126 for another guy. I was like, am I calling it a vet just for the call-out charge? So I'm going, that's already more than a third of the price of buying a new washing machine. Plus, the washing machine is really old. So it's just one of the things. It's one of the things when you realise, for me anyway, when stuff like that happens, one, I'll say this, I think the wash machine breaking in the house is the worst thing that can break because it's just a fucking... You don't realise how much 
Mate, you wash your yeah. clays and need your clean clays. Brutal. There's only one thing that's worse than a washing machine break. The wife. A heartbreak. Okay. Can you remember get, a heartbreak? Get, get over the heartbreak, you fucking faggot. The other thing is... The other thing's what? The other thing is, when you are... When stuff like that happens, when you go to the place like a big when white you, good... When you, you stub your own chin. That's when you realise, <laughs> mate. It's actually shite being an adult. Because I was thinking back to like... When I was young at like high school, and you're going, see what I'm growing up, man. I'm going, how's it like? It's fuck it. it, it, it that's when you're the harsh reality of adulthood hits you in the face, going, fuck the washing machine's broke. I know. What we going to I've stubbed my fucking foot and hot chin again. Mad <laughs> shit like that. Hey, right, listen. Uh, I, I, I was up in Dundee playing on Friday night, and I had right. this, I, 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 and I actually said, said this joke to Maria in the way home, and I went, you know what? See if I was a stand up. I can make a skip run that. Then I went, no, better than that. I can oh. say the idea, and Scott can make a skip run this. Oh, no. Can I you tell you my skit? Which I right. think, it's quite is, funny. Is it, is it, is it racist? Racist? I can't even speak. No, nobody's getting hot on this. Nobody's getting hot apart from me. Right, doesn't say like a Doesn't say like a skit. No, it's like all comedy, isn't it? It's the, co- the comedian takes the fall, right? Here it is. You, you ready you for it? You are the butt of the joke, right? Right, Talk strap yourself out for this big in, right? I'm in. So... Me and him, right, I date it like as if I, you know, I take him out, right? Right, so I, I did a bit of DJ and that. No, wait, wait, Glasgow, my favourite town, right? Did a bit of DJ and I was actually, uh, other night there, I was DJing up in Dundee, but I drive, promoter puts you on a hotel. No, mm-hmm. as soon as as soon as the promoter puts you on a hotel, that's when the message pipes up and goes, Oh, what hotel is it, right? So it was a, it was a swanky one, Scott, right? So she's been like, I'll come up to just to kind of look. She doesn't go to the gigs. She doesn't go to the gigs. She just goes Obviously. up, enjoys the hotel, a wee meal, blah, 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 goes to bed. I go to the shift and I come back, right? And I, and I was like, ah, right. We're 20 years in and all that. I need to try and keep things fresh. So I said to her, what about a wee bit of role playing, doll? Right? Oh, no. And she's like, well, we are in a hotel and it's a lovely hotel. You applied me for a drink, took it for a nice meal. The least I could do for you, all on your washing and all that, is, is okay, agreed to this wee bit of role playing. What do you suggest? I go, this is what I suggest. You come out to the club ways for a change and I pretend that I pick you up. You're just a, a sexy raver and I pick you up, take you back to my room, throw you up out the room all night. She's like, right, let's do that. So today, I go and I say, oh, hi, how are you doing? I'm DJing here tonight. No, a couple of drinks, a couple of drinks. Kiss, kiss, bang, bang. Back in the room. The best action ever we've ever had in a full relationship, right? Flinging about the room. No, she's like, oh, I'm just a dirty you've picked up for the night, right? Smashing it, nailing it, everything, eating it, licking it, chipping it, you name it, right? Is that no, is that a fucking Fat Boy Slim song? Aye, aye. Eat the liquor and chip out of the feet. <laughs> <laughs> right, so, full night, full night of pure action. We're young again, Scott, right? Fucking driving down the road and all that. Just buzzing for the, for the night. Get him. She's fucking kicked us out. Because I cheated on her with some dirty cow for a rave. Now you step in at any time and fix that joke for me, Scott, but I think it's quite good. <laughs> hey, and I'm not even going to say, do you get it? <laughs> That's class, isn't it? You've got to steal that and be world famous on that joke. Do you know what? That is the perfect, like, I literally could not have got a better example of a bad joke of 
when people get confident enough to think they could be a comedian. Case in point. Case in point, because that, mate, not only is it shit, there's actually nothing in there that I would even say, let's take that and work. That's boss. No, mate, I've, I've not buttered that up. I'll leave that to you, right? See if I did, oh, sit, right. down, see if I did sit down on that. Aye. I could craft a fucking story that Billy Conley would be like, fucking, give some of that, son. No, I would yeah. craft it. Do you know what this Aye. is like? This is like the fucking Cohen brothers. I'm the one Cohen brother that actually wrote Fargo, and you're the fucking dick that got to coffee. I, no, I'm, the guy, I'm the guy that fluffed all the fucking directors <laughs> and made it possible. No, but Wait. listen, there's, there's boss in that story. That I've you, got, uh, your boss. You, you did like a wee bit of role play, sexy role play, get him and the, and the wife chicks, chucks you at the house because you've cheated on her. But that's a joke, Scott. That's a joke. Right. And, and then I go, like, ah, hey, try the veal. It's excellent. I'm here all week. <laughs> No, my question is, did the wife come with Dundee with you? Aye. Did you stay in the hotel? Yes. Did you get your hole? No. No. What, well, did the role case, play? No. Why is she coming? You shouldn't be allowed to come in the hotel then. She cherry picks. She'll come to the, if it's a nice hotel, she'll come up for the hotel, we'll go out for a meal, we'll make a night at She'll go and relax. I'll go and do the graft. And then she'll crack up when I come home drunk and wake her up. And then we'll drive, down, we'll drive down the road in a huff. And then I, I said to her, what about this for a laugh? <laughs> I said, here's a did good you, story for the hashtag show. Did you say this to her the motor? Aye. She was impressed. And she's probably not going to be impressed with me even telling you it because she thinks it's disgusting. Well, I'll, 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 tell, I'll tell you something though, right? right? That Laura actually says to me, that isn't for you, that's something for the stand-up. And that, that's something for the hashtag show. And I went, no, no, this is my, this is, I'm just reading shit. Long story short, you ideas off or see your muse. You're just gonna what about this? No, I was tidying up because obviously I was in lags on Friday night, so I've just put the case at the dining room table. I've no fucking brung it into the, the pub yet. <laughs> we are we are we are ventriloquist dummies. Aye, aye. <laughs> uh, <laughs> your magic. My fucking my exploding cigarette lighter. <laughs> I've uh, no, I had my I had a note. Your balloons and all that. <laughs> 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 I had to get a notepad today to write down fucking shopping list, right? And uh, oddly as well, mate, I can't read. I can't read a shopping list off my phone. I need to read a shopping list off of that paper. You need the note. I need the physical note. Maybe it's my bringing my physical touch. Anyway, looking through the notepad to get a blank bit of paper. Obviously, going past all the cock pictures that you've put in it, and uh, I found a bit of paper that was kind of loose. And on the bit of paper that said this, right? And this is just this is what you have done there is. You telling me that story. Is it related to one and you? No, and then me going away to work on it. That's exactly what I do with notes. I'll just write <laughs> something down that I think there could be something in it. And then I'll try and, if I think it is funny, a couple of weeks later, then go and try and go, right, how do I build a story in this, right? And that's how it works. Because like, I was actually thinking about it last night where I've, I'd done an old joke in the show uh, on Friday about the bus stop, the bus stop story that I used to do. And I was actually thinking, how did I come up with that story? What sparked it? And and then I remembered like what it was. I I was listening to an old Billy Connolly album, and he had a story about that that featured on a bus. And this is very early on when I just started doing stand up, and I was like, I wonder if I could write a story set on a bus. And then I was thinking about things that happened on a bus. 
And I remember I did actually jump off a bus once to try and impress a bird on the bus and fucking smashed it outside the bus shelf. And I was like, right, how do we make this in a routine? Went for the butt. <laughs> <laughs> <That's, that's, laughs> I'm jumping in the world. <laughs> never, she never spoke to me again either. They won her. What a fucking fanny. Mate, honestly, and I was 14, right? And oh, I was right, fucking okay. That's built, But I was built like a fucking brick shit house and all, man. And see when I hit this bus shelter, mate, it was like a bomb had gone off. People in the bus, like, fucking screamed. <laughs> I, think, I think they thought I went through the shelter. <laughs> but it's one of the plastic ones where you just kind of fucking rumble. Wow, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> right, so anyway, so I found this note, right? And maybe this is a good workshop for us. I'll tell you what the note said. And you tell me if you think there's any comedy in there, right? Mm-hmm. The note was... A bullet point, and then it said eight man bukkake gangbang. Right? Next line eight men, one woman, bukkake gangbang, not gay. Take out the woman, suddenly it's gay. Why? That was the note. <laughs> how how are you getting for that for jumping off a bus into a bus shelter? I don't I'm even know really how, how that even would remind you of a bus shelter. No, it didn't. It just remind me like how I used to write material and I just oh, found right. that I just found that note and I was like, one de- what was I thinking? And two, shorthand. And two, how is there humour in there? Oh, even in the, even the bullet points made me smile. <laughs> so eight man Bukaki Gangbang, as long as there's a bird there. It's fine. And I think I was trying to think of something like what what if a, a phone in a sicky. Well, no, guys are like, still good through it. Is there any situations where if a vital point is removed, suddenly it becomes weird? And I was like, right, if there's eight guys running a woman having a big khaki gangbang and everybody's there consensual, forms have been signed, everybody's happy, they're all getting paid good money. That's fine. But then if you take the woman out, suddenly it becomes weird. It's just eight guys wanking on each other. What's weird about that? <laughs> I don't even know why I wrote this down but again because you're secretly gay and you want to be in that <laughs> you just want I to wank off in front of your pals I think every man in his heart secretly is gay and by that I mean wants to be happy wants to be you know his best pal even when I was younger FIFA, cracking one off no, Autumn, you can't wank in front of you can't wank in front of men or pals <laughs> doesn't matter some guys can I, I, don't even think you could, I don't even think you could have a boner and go like your mate. What do you think of that? <laughs> nothing, nothing, no, even like, no, just like check it out. What do you think of the girth or what do you think of the size? I don't even think you could share that moment without it being tinged with homoerotica. I, I saw a meme as well today and it said, if your dick had to make a sound every time it got erect, what sound would your dick make? <laughs> Mine would be like the fucking the start-up screen of your apple. <laughs> I, I think mine would be <laughs> What would mine be? Potato. Yours would be based in the place. Like no, mine would be like Mommy. Imagine how I love you. How I love you, Mommy. Imagine every time you got an erection, your dick said the N-word. <laughs> Not only is that crack a pull his dick out of me, you can call me the N word, motherfucker. Imagine if every time you got an erection, your dick guy was like really racist. Why can't I not say racist tonight? Really racist. Imagine me, imagine if like you, you, you make a deal with the devil, and the deal is you get the ideal size bobby that you want. The perfect woman, she's mad for you, sex daft, 24-7, but the fucking 
the B side is every time you get hard on, your your cock turns racist. Mate, th- th- this is and this screams. is it's all tied in because your new podcast, if cocks could talk, this, it's all linked. It's all going down the same road. Imagine it. You need, just keep, you need to keep it internal just to muffle it sound you, you know, just put your thumb out as we, as we fucking Mick Jagger cock lips you no. just put your wee thumb out shut it shut it and you'd be like in the corner and all that shh shh especially if you had like a, I don't know if your girlfriend was uh, I don't know Afri- African American or Chinese or something like that and you're like oh no oh no oh, <laughs> oh it's just fully racist like it's no one really like, everybody gets aye, it aye, like, full aye. off garment racist no oh, like, aye, oh, aye, aye. mental like, racist like, aye, aye, like seriously like, even, it, like he's even saying stuff to, that's upsetting you you're getting a blowjob that's just the muffled sounds <laughs> I, it's, in, it's in the mouth it's going like, <laughs> I mean, you can, if, like if you put an earphone in your mouth you can hear it even more internally so you're, <laughs> your missus is trying to do the job and you're just hearing you're dirty crazy nigga <laughs> <laughs> imagine mate if your dick was racist when it was hard I and if your if your girlfriend was say like she was Chinese, she's like, "Oh, me so horny." Or how are they talking? Dick's like, "Don't stick me in that fucking yellow thing." Get yeah, don't there, mention like, Vietnam. <laughs> 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 There's a couple of ping pong balls in here. Get me it. Uh, ah, you'd need to go with no, a deep bird. You'd need to go with a deep bird. But then maybe what? What if she's just seen its wee lips moving? And she knew sign language. <laughs> <laughs> can you, hey, can you read cat lips? <laughs> can, you read, can you read lips, love? I can. You just see can you read cock lips? <laughs> that is the most racist penis I've ever encountered. <laughs> okay, it was all right. I had to end it with him. It was all right. But his cock was such a racist bastard. I just had enough of him. Always got a shag with a semi. How's that, love? Well, you'll not believe this, but see when he's full raging, his cock's a racist bastard. <laughs> he made a deal with the devil. Spat in my face, and you've only guessed what to tell me. <laughs> um, I, I, hey, right, listen, listen. Um, he was trying to choke me during sex, and I was loving it, and his cock shouting, George Floyd, you bastard, George Floyd, you bastard. This is too much, I can't handle this. <laughs> Pick me, me on my knees, took me from behind, and all I heard was, I'll swing you for the trees, you kid. And I was like, What, what did you say there? And he's like, No, it wasn't me, it was my cock. <laughs> what? <laughs> he's really trying oh, to try put a pillowcase when it's seen. <laughs> oh, dear. I'm eating a pillowcase. Who is we fucking one out? Like we ghost? Right, listen. Um, I, I know you. I know you. You watched it, and I had to be laughed to myself. I watched. I think it was two episodes of the Beckham documentary. Hey, did we talk about this last episode? No, but you mentioned it, and that's what kind of put it in my head. Right, I've watched, I watched the four it. of them. I've watched there's four episodes, and I bet you fancy Beckham. You think he's brilliant now? No, but I do fancy Posh Spice. No, I thought Aye. she just looked. Oh, no. no, she was no aging no. well at all. See no man, see there was one when she was sitting on like kind of cheering and I said, do you know what, do you know what, Victoria, you're looking, you're looking lovely. She looks oh, like no, a, she's looking great, man. Like an old newsreader, like she's a sexy like, newsreader. She's looking great, man, she's looking lovely. But, I tell you what, you've not, I, so you've I've, not seen I've, I've only uh, done two, right, I've watched the rest of it tonight and I'll say to you this, that, as you know, I'm not really 
interested anymore in football. I know, so, but did, um, it, did it not take you back, Mal, to when football was fucking brilliant? Well, even just seeing the teams coming out oh. and all that, I was going, that's the kind of football that I remember, right? I, I, so look, I would say it would be like, it would probably be like 94. I drifted away for football. Loudrop, McCoist, when was that? That's 94, 95. 90s. Early 90s. And then the Beckham hang, I was also aware of it kind of hang, but I never really gave it much focus because I was like body deep in fucking women. Raving and shagging. Misbehaving. And then, um, but what I thought was incredible, it is well, it's very well made. And, it, and uh, it's, I, it's made to my... bring, made to, well, I felt it was made, they're, they're gearing up to do some world domination shit or some new product. And it was, they've paid for that documentary to be done. No, 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 no. It's the uh, the Fisher guy who's actually the guy in um, Succession. He's the wee lawyer guy in Succession. There's hundreds of wee um, lawyer guys. Who's that? The wee kind of ratty looking one with the black glasses. The older one. Is it Finn's? What's his name in it? I can't remember. What? That's him that's doing the documentary? Ah, yeah. He's a documentarian. Oh, right. I, I just thought he was an actor. No, no, no. He's he's a, He directs and he's a documentarian. And, wow. Uh, Fisher... What is his name? Fisher. He's been in a, a few kind of films. He always plays the same week kind of guy, doesn't he? Fisher Stevens. Fisher Stevens. That's him there. I don't know if you can see that in the camera or not. If it'll focus, but no, it'll no. focus because the light. It just looks like a pillowcase. No, I can't see him now. Right, good. So, um, he done so, the documentary. All right, so he's obviously in... Who? Oh, Christ, no, I've gone dark. Fuck's sake. Might, <laughs> Better watch your cock doesn't start shouting at you. It might come back, I'm not sure, I don't know. Anyway, um, he has... So, the story was that Beckham is apparently a close friend of Leonardo DiCaprio. And Leonardo DiCaprio was at an event for Martin Scorsese that Fisher Stevens was at. And Leonardo DiCaprio is producing another documentary that... Fisher Stevens' production partner is also involved in, and that's how they were talking. And Leonardo DiCaprio says to Fisher Stevens, if you're looking for a project, you should do a documentary on David Beckham. And this is where I was, this is where it kind of made sense to me, because when I was watching it, I'm going, this is a guy who's, do this is a guy who's doing a documentary on David Beckham without knowing, without being a football fan. I, I was have been sucked into all that shit back there, so he's almost coming to in the middle of the fence, just looking at it as a story. Ah, he doesn't know anything about football, and that's where I think it fell down a bit. Because I would rather it have came from somebody who was, who had far more knowledge on football, because I felt as if, uh, it, obviously it touches on his Manchester United career, right, obviously, but then I do think that it brushes over it quite quickly, and then Real Madrid, it brushes over that as if it almost didn't happen. Right. And then, I've, I've, not, I've not seen that bit, so don't go too spoiling it. But I guess it's, it's, it's what happened anyway, so... Like, the fact that, you know, they got to the America thing, right? The the whole... Then when they went to AC Milan, then when they went to PSG, it just, it just doesn't brush in. And then, obviously, I was listening to him. He was being interviewed on TalkSport, and he was saying, like, as they had basically finished the documentary and then the whole Messi thing happened with Messi going to Miami. So they had to kind of shoehorn this bit in and it did feel as if that was shoehorned in at the end. But I think the documentary is fucking brilliant. I've seen some people who don't like it, but again, it's people who can't see past their, you know, Scotland, England, Man United, whatever. For me, obviously, I'm a Man United fan, but 
I think Beckham's one of the greatest footballers of all time. I think when you look back over some of the clips and all that, mate, I went back and watched the highlight reel of some of the free kicks. He was fucking unbelievable, man. He was fucking sensational. But then, well, when you sorry. were watching it, right, because I'm thinking now, how many years have we had who's the greatest of all time? Is it Ronaldo and Messi? It's neither of them. And this is my it's thing. No, he's no be- Beckham's no better than him, mate. No, Beckham's no better than Ronaldo or Messi, but Ronaldo and Messi are not the greatest of all time. This is a longevity thing. And this happens in everything. That The two of them have become art. They've they've transcended football. It's no longer about football with them. It is who is a brand. Who They have become artists in their own right, if you like. The Ronaldo and the Messi, the CR7 and and Messi it's a separate thing now for football and they are being branded as the greatest of all time I think through longevity it's like anything else you're no DJs or the band or whatever no but you're no DJs who are regarded as being good DJs because they've been on the scene 30 years and they're no they're shit it's the same way like I know comedians who are now regarded as headliners are good comedians because they've been around for 30 years they are not they're shit they've just been around for longevity so they get given this kind of uh, badge of honour if you like they've done it and when you watch that Beckham documentary and you look at that period of time in the mid to late 90s early 2000s when football was at it's fucking top as it's ever been. I mean, see, you look at that fucking Real Madrid team that he went to, mate. Zidane, Figo, Carlos. The United team, man. Like, that United team is one of the greatest football teams ever. Then you look at the guys who are in the Premiership at that time as well. Even when he goes to Milan, he's got fucking like Seedorf, Edgar Davids. Aye, but mate, there's also a bit of nostalgia there because you have to relate to your age and where you were at that time. It's ticking all the boxes for you because it's speaking to you in a time that you know it'd be the well, same as let's see Beckham's dad on a t- talking about Bobby Charlton glazing uh, right over that's his fucking time that's his memories I, but I do think that now I think football is different and I think it is because of money somebody I don't know if you saw it on Instagram or not, but somebody the day now I imagine it is fake but I imagine the numbers are right somebody's leaked a picture of an Arsenal player's wage slip and after tax he's getting £159,000 a week right and it that's takes not enough he deserve twice as much takes you through his tax breakdown he's paid £133,000 a week in tax <laughs> let that sink in that's he's paid more in tax than I'll earn in fucking three years and he's paying that in a week now I, I do think when I look back to that the Beckham documentary particularly and I think of it when I fell in love with football that was at a time when if you were in one of the big teams you were all kind of equal money right and the only thing that would separate you for the rest is winning something silverware it's success whereas now I do think a lot of footballers the success that they desired is fulfilled in getting £200,000 a week and if they win a league they win a Champions League they win an FA Cup they win a Europa League whatever they win even if, if they win nothing their entire life they're not going to feel as though they've lost doing anything because they've had 10 years at 200 grand a week and that's fine I, I, get was that. I say, understand maybe, that maybe the rewards to them is the contracts that they can get rather than I, the silver where they win I don't think that the quality of player has changed I, I don't think that the uh, quality of competition has changed but I do think the quality of outcome has changed in that I don't think players have that desire anymore and that's why I think like see when you used to watch the Champions League in the mid 90s mate it was fucking unreal man it was it was it literally was like this is the greatest football I've ever seen in my life because everybody was on a relatively level playing field alright you still get the mad mental teams in the group stage but once you get through that it's like anybody could win this and when you think back to that time when you had Munich had an amazing team and alright Bayern Munich have got a good team now but not like the team they had in the 90s 
Man United team in the 90s was unbelievable their team now is fucking garbage Real Madrid have always been there or thereabouts fine it's set up different but even their team then that Madrid team now would fucking spank La Liga by like 20-30 points it just it, watching it back I was like it does start to feel as if and I know I've said this before we have the hashtag show fuck you, you're so stupid.